Have you heard of dim sum bonds? They're a relatively interesting sort, but unfortunately have nothing to do with the F&B industry. Hi, I'm Sarah Chia from Bond Supermart, and welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about newborn issues and hold discussions about the fixed income market. So in the finance world, um, people love to give nicknames. They, they like to use slang for you know certain terms. And when it comes to bonds, you know, it's no different. You've got Kung Fu bonds, Dim Sum bonds, Panda bonds. There's even like Samurai, Masala. Um, yeah, th- these people are pretty creative. Um, today, Jackson Chan is back on air with us as we explore what dim sum bonds are and you know what they, what what role they play in the wider economy. So Jackson is our fixed income manager with the fixed income team at IFAS Hong Kong, and well, thanks Jackson for coming on board. Hi Sarah, nice to meet you again. Um, Jackson, could you take us through a brief introduction on what is considered to be a dim sum bond? Sure. So, uh, for uh, for people who may not uh, may who may not have heard about dim sum bond before, uh, actually this type of bond refer to the bonds denominated in RMB, and uh, and they are issued outside of China. So, uh, dim sum is actually one of the traditional and popular cuisine in Hong Kong, and it is based on a Cantonese tradition, uh, which we call yum yum cha. So, uh, so that's where the name a dim sum bond comes from. And uh, as that the first dim sum bond was actually issued in Hong Kong back in uh, 2007. So, uh, but since then, uh, the uh, RMB bonds issued uh, in other locations uh, such as Singapore and London are also considered a, a type of dim sum bond. So, uh, unlike Kung Fu bonds, uh, which are issued by Chinese companies, uh, and also Panda bonds, which are issued by foreign companies, uh, dim sum bonds actually do not have any restriction uh, about the issue as country of origin. Uh, Jackson, so, so two questions there. Um, one of it is, you're saying dim sum bonds don't have to be issued in Hong Kong. Because, you know, I've been seeing a lot of publications where when you look for definitions of dim sum bonds, they, they still route back to issuance of being in Hong Kong. So no, not, not necessarily true, is it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think... Uh, Generally, there are two types of uh, definition uh, from, from, from the general public. So uh, the broader version, uh, we will include uh, all the o- offshore RMB bonds. And the narrower version uh, will only include uh, those sold in Hong Kong only. So yeah, that's, that's what, what you just mentioned. Uh, but however, uh, since a lot of uh, international companies uh, and even Chinese companies, uh, they are issuing RMB bonds in different markets now. So uh, what I just said, in, for example, in Singapore and also in London. So, uh, so I think uh, more people uh, are in a, uh, more invested right now. They will con- uh, They will include all of them as dim sum bonds. Okay, okay. And the other thing you were saying about how um, it doesn't really matter what the issuer's country of origin is. So if we use, for example, say, say like Apple, right? Clearly not a Chinese company. So if Apple were to issue a CNH denominated bond in say London, also considered a dim sum bond. Yes, yes, you're right. Okay, okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Um, can you tell us a bit more about why they exist? Like what is, is there a specific purpose in, in issuing these kind of bonds? 
Sure. So uh, first of all, uh, uh, we, we need to understand that uh, actually China has uh, some kind of domestic capital control. So uh, uh, a, China, a Chinese government does not allow a free flow of uh, RMB uh, across the border. So uh, dim sum bonds can actually satisfy both the issuers and also investor wishes to uh, skip this kind of capital control. Uh, but uh, uh, on the other hand, also the investors still have the direct exposure uh, to, to this kind of RMB asset. So for example, uh, foreigners uh, who want to invest into this uh, RMB bonds, uh, they do not have to really enter the domestic market uh, they, uh, so that they can actually invest and liquidate the assets anytime without the need of the Chinese government regulatory approval. And from the issuer's perspective, uh, they can also seek demands from uh, foreign investors and also divert their source of debt by accessing the offshore market. So sometimes it could be a win-win situation for both sides. Right. Um. From from what we're seeing or you know reading, it seems like the Chinese issued sort of uh, USD bond market has thrived in recent years. Um with the exception of 2022, um, of course. Um, but, you know, with that, it seems like they, there is a, a sort of keen interest in opening up this CNH bond market and, and focus on having more um, investors participating in that. I mean, that's what I see. Do you see such a trend? And could you tell us a bit more about, you know, um, China's onshore and offshore bond market? Is there demand? Where are they in terms of opening up, really? I think uh, we can have a little comparison between uh, different bond markets. So you just mentioned about the uh, Chinese executed USD bonds, which uh, we call Kung Fu bond. Uh, for Kung Fu bond, uh, the market is very popular uh, among yeah, these Chinese issuers. And uh, uh, in, two, in 2022, actually, the Kung Fu bond market amounted to around 830 billion US dollars. Uh, but however, uh, when we compare it to the onshore Chinese bond market, so uh, the, actually the onshore Chinese bond market is enormous and it accounted for uh, most of the issuance. So the outstanding amount of, uh, of this uh, onshore Chinese bond market is estimated of around 21 trillion USD in total, so which is also the second largest bond market in the world. So comparatively, uh, the, off, the, the offshore RMB bond market uh, represented by this dim sum bonds only amounted to around 60 billion US dollars. So the market uh, itself is still relatively small. Uh, and currently, uh, because of the, the high difficulties to enter the uh, onshore bond market, uh, only 3% of these uh, onshore RMB bonds are held by, uh, by foreign investors. So, and that, therefore, uh, for Chinese corporates who, want, who really want to attract overseas investor participation, uh, they start to turn their eyes to some dim sum bonds. So from the demand perspective, uh, the issuance size of dim sum bond in the first seven months of this year uh, has reached almost uh, 13 billion US dollars. So which is increased by the first, increased by around 37% year on year. And one example is uh, 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 in last year, uh, the Shenzhen uh, provincial government issued its first ever dim sum bond in Hong Kong. So, uh, which uh, was also the first offshore bond issued by any Chinese local government. So the, the issue size was around 5 billion RMB. Uh, and we saw that uh, there, there was an oversubscription of around 2.5 times. Uh, it somehow showed that the demand for this kind of income bond is uh, quite high. 
Yeah, well, that's good news. Um, it you know we've all seen that like in for China, they have plans to issue notes um up to twenty three billion yuan in the offshore market um in Hong Kong, um and they plan to do this by the end of this year, so end of twenty twenty two, and this is supposed to be the highest uh growth issuance since twenty seventeen. So, what do you reckon is the motivation between um you know behind this large issue size? Hmm. So yeah, uh, uh, let's give some background story first. Uh, actually, the Chinese uh, central government uh, has been issuing dim sum bonds in Hong Kong every year uh, since two thousand and nine. So, but however, I think the key point this time is that uh, why the government decides to increase the issuance size and yeah, and and the, the total amount is twenty three billion. So uh, I believe that uh, it is uh, the key reason is actually because of the lower issuing cost. For these are uh, RMB bonds uh, compared to the USD bonds now. So uh, at this moment, uh, you know the the US China government bond yield spread, uh, let's say the ten year bond, has already inverted. So around one year ago, uh, there was still around two hundred bips picked up by investing into this uh, Chinese government bonds against the US Treasury bonds. So yeah, things have really changed so fast. So uh, uh, with with the very aggressive rate high actions. Uh, taken by the Fed, uh, actually, it is a good time for the Chinese issuers to issue RMB bonds instead of USD bonds to enjoy a lower issuing cost. Okay, okay. The thing is, we're definitely still seeing demand for these dim sum bonds, right? Like you mentioned, you know, um, about how much it has grown, um, over the the past year itself. Um, and we're seeing this demand not just from um Hong Kong. We're seeing Chinese investors basically utilize the the southbound. Um, bond connect, um, because these dim sum notes actually offer a yield premium over what they would get in the Chinese domestic market. So, how would you compare the demand um, of these CNH bonds from Chinese investors and from international investors? So yeah, uh, I think the first point is uh, it is a fact that uh, the offshore RMB bonds are offering better yield uh, compared to those onshore bonds, and it definitely helps. In boosting investor demand, uh, because yeah, at the end, all investor want extra return, and they <laughs> they are looking for extra extra yield. I wouldn't say no. And, <laughs> yeah, and since the uh, South Bank uh, Bond Connect was launched in September last year, so uh, the uh, investor from the mainland China allow allowed it to buy offshore bonds through Hong Kong. But however, uh, because this scheme uh, currently uh, does not support the primary market transaction. So yeah, the primary market means uh, the bond IPO. So yeah, the the mainland investor they currently they cannot uh, subscribe for the bond IPO. So they can just participate in the secondary market. So uh and but we think that the primary market is very important. So uh this uh, scheme uh is still not yet a game changer to alter the demand landscape uh of this dim sum bond. And uh and from what we saw uh at this point uh currently uh international investor. Uh, still dominate in the in the offshore RMB bond market, yeah. But uh, in the future, uh, maybe we can expect uh, the Chinese investor to gradually increase their investment into this uh dim sum bond. Okay, Jackson. You know, as we talk about China, I think it's a bit difficult for us to ignore um what's going on in the 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 real estate space. Um, a bit difficult as well to ignore it when it's still all over the global headlines. Um, do you think that you know what's happening there will affect the appeal of holding um, uh, CNH denominated debt or, or debt 
issued by Chinese companies? Mm. So I, I, it's hardly to say no because uh, since the uh, debt crisis happening in uh, chi- Chinese real estate sector last year, so uh, according to the uh, data uh, posted by Bloomberg Intelligence, uh, uh, they found out that uh, the trade, uh, the total trade amount in this China high yield property bonds, uh, fell by more than ninety percent in July compared to the the amount in January this year. So uh, you can see why 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 uh, we all understand why the transaction amount uh, went down uh, uh, so much. So uh, uh, it is uh, uh, because of the market started to uh, lose confidence and started to lose patience uh, on this high yield bonds. And if we uh, but, uh, yeah if we look at the uh, recent trend, uh, many bond investors, uh, uh, especially here in Hong Kong uh, and also maybe some 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 in uh, Singapore, actually they are more focusing on investment grade bonds only uh, at this point. So yeah, the one uh, one reason is that the Chinese high yield bond uh, is uh, is is in a crisis, and on the other hand, uh, the investment grade bonds are also uh, also providing some uh, very attractive yield. So uh, that's that's why I think uh, many bond investors are, are are looking at this investment grade bond, and also they may they may be afraid of being trapped in that position uh, on dying liquidity. Yeah, because of this, uh, this uh, Chinese property bonds can no longer be traded in the market sometimes. Um, okay, I think one last question for me. So we've seen that, you know, there are a couple of, or okay, there's a wave of foreign investors retreating from Chinese bonds because of a, a number of reasons, right? And this includes, you know, your rising geopolitical risks. Uh, too many scenarios to name there. Um, and the comparatively lower returns as compared to USD issues because of, well, the, the, the rate hikes that are happening um, there. So... With all of that in mind, do you think there are opportunities for growth when it comes to dim sum bonds or, or the, the market or space for dim sum bonds? Uh, actually, in fact, uh, the dim sum bond market uh, was shrinking uh, in previous years uh, because of their, uh, their, uh, they, uh, their relative competitiveness against the onshore bond was quite low. So uh, given that uh, onshore bond market already uh, had sh- sufficient demand uh, uh, from from the investors. So, uh, for example, a Chinese company uh, they can uh, they they can easily buy uh, enough capital uh, in the onshore market. So uh, they uh, they they uh, it did, it did not make uh, really make sense for these companies to come to Hong Kong or other location uh, to issue bonds with even higher cost. So uh, some people are already saying that our oh, dim sum bond market is dead. So uh, for me, I don't I don't believe the market will 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 completely die out because uh, Hong Kong is a developed market uh, that follows uh, international standards and also provides higher transparency. Uh, for example, most of the uh, offshore bond issuers, so uh, they are willing to acquire the credit ratings uh, from the big three international rating agency, so uh, including S and P, uh, Fitch, and Moody's. So, uh, but uh, for for the onshore invest, uh, for, for the onshore bond issuers, they do not have to, and they 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 usually they will not acquire any credit rating from this uh reputational rating agency. So yeah, uh, that so that's why Hong Kong market is still uh, efficient and 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 dim sum bond market is still useful. Yeah, but I but on the other hand, uh, if uh, uh unless I think unless the cost of issuing this kind of offshore RMB bonds uh can go lower. 
otherwise, I still think that uh, for the Chinese companies, uh, they may, they may, they may, uh, if if there is a demand in the in the mainland China, so they may still prefer to uh, issue bond uh, in the in the domestic market instead of offshore market. So overall speaking, uh, the growth opportunity for this dim sum bond market will still be limited. I see. Well, I guess with globalization, um, never never say never, right? So. I guess this is still a pretty interesting conduit or okay, maybe not conduit. Maybe it's an interesting vehicle or instrument for global and uh, global and international sort of investors to consider whenever it comes to, you know, CNH denominated bonds that they can actually get access to. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jackson. Um, I really appreciate you sharing with us about dim sum bonds today. And, you know, it, it was really insightful and I am also slightly hungry right now. Um, yeah. Thank you so much yeah, again. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> go have some dim sum together. <laughs> um, thanks, Jackson. Uh, this, this episode was brought to you by Bond Supermart. I'm Sarah Chia, and our guest speaker with us today is Jackson Chan, Fixed Income Manager at the Global Fixed Income Team at IFAS Hong Kong. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook, and Telegram to get first-hand updates on new bond issues, credit updates, and special events. For bond information and articles, visit our website, bondsupermart.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.